Let's talk rugby league, hey, was? Yes. A uh, huge, uh, well, been, an upset. I've been watching a bit. I feel like it was an upset. The Storm uh, don't lose to Brisbane Broncos. I don't think it was an upset. I, don't, I didn't like the way we lost, but... Um, we, we got the double chance. So. We do. The Storm play the Roosters on Friday night and then on Saturday the Warriors take on the Knights. And to preview it all and to discuss all things NRL, we've got our favourite friend yes. from the NRL and Fox Sports up there in Sydney, and that's Matty Russell. G'day, Matt. G'day, man. You say that to all your guests. No, <laughs> only, only you, Matty, only you. <laughs> you. Tell us. You got a little bit less than Gary Lyon got, mate, that's for sure. <laughs> Oh, I tell you what, did, were you surprised to see Melbourne play like they did last week? <laughs> Melbourne has this wonderful record at Suncorp Stadium, this commanding record uh, against Brisbane, yet didn't score a point. In fact, I can't remember seeing Melbourne attack so poorly mm. as they did the other night. I thought their coach summed it up beautifully afterwards. He said, it looked like we'd only just met each other. It looked like we'd come together the day of the game and we're trying to work out who's who in the zoo. The reason for it, look, I, I don't know, but I'm sure if anyone can sort it out, it's Craig Bellamy. They go back to Amy Park. No second chances from here on. And it's amazing when the sudden death threat confronts you, how teams tend to click into gear. I expect Melbourne will bounce back this weekend. It's a tricky assignment against the Roosters, but I think the Roosters are just too banged up. They have so many players mm. out injured. They lost three last weekend out of that loss to Cronulla. I, I think it's nearly, nearly mission impossible for the Roosters, and if the Melbourne Storm give us the bounce back I expect, the Storm will be going to a prelim final. Surely, it was here, mate. Surely they uh, have seen the footage that we all saw of Bellamy in the coach's box, and that, that'd be enough. Nothing new about that. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't tolerate subpar performances, but to his credit, he comes into the media conference afterwards, always in a in a calm uh, manner, treats all the questions with respect, answers really well. I've got so much time for for uh, the coach and what he's done and you know it's just part of him that he blows up in the coach's box goes for a walk to the back gets it out of the system and then moves on but yeah the Melbourne Storm look for big games from Brandon Smith against his former club I think uh, Cam Munster summed up the performance pretty well labelling it dog shite or something along those lines last week. He'll be better. You can guarantee Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant will be better as well. It was horrible, wasn't it, to see Ryan Pappenhausen uh, go out with that broken ankle. The only good news is that it's not a compound fracture, not as bad as we first thought. He should be back for a pre-season albeit belatedly. Could play round one next year, so that's great news on that front. Uh, But when it comes to more immediate matters, I think that they'll cover the absence of Ryan Pappenhausen because... You know, they've got the likes of uh, Grant Anderson to come back in. You have a look at Justin Olam. He's there. Uh, Suafar Longo is an option. So at least Craig Bellamy has good options. The poor old Roosters, having lost Joey Manu, uh, Joseph Swali'i, there are other problems for them as well. Um, I I don't know whether they can can regroup. The the thing in favour of the Roosters is they've been playing sudden death for seven weeks Mm. now. They've won seven in a row and tended to handle every hurdle that they confront. So there's something for Roosters fans. You know, they've been doing this for a while. They've been proving the critics wrong week after week. Can they do it again without some big guns? Well, we're about to find out. And I wanted to ask you too about uh, Big Nelson. I'm sure he's carrying an injury as most rugby league players would be, but is there a reason over the last few weeks you haven't seen the best of him? Uh, I don't know when it comes to Big Nelson. He's been used off the bench giving great impact to uh, Melbourne, i.e. 
you know, when when the middle forwards who start in the opposition lineup are a little bit gassed, they look up and see a fresh block of flats running out them yeah. in Nelson Asafa <laughs> Solomona. Look, whether he's been below par or not, I suppose only the the coaching staff would be able to give you a categoric answer on that. But yeah, I just expect Melbourne across the board to come out in a fairly merciless fashion this week, uh, boosted by their home crowd. Uh, they've got a bit of history with the Roosters, obviously, but um, yeah, it's very, it's very much a, a, a team that wants to bounce back against a team that is on a winning streak, but is losing troops. And one of these weeks, you just feel it's all going to catch up with the Roosters. It's all going to unravel as they, they lose that tipping point player. It may well be this weekend. And there was a, another ripping game on the weekend, an elimination game uh, that we saw. What did you make of all the other the other games and results? The, the best games were the elimination games. Probably yeah. no surprise there because these teams are playing for their life. The game in Newcastle mm. on Sunday was unbelievable. Uh, another sellout crowd at Newcastle. Uh, the Canberra Raiders given no hope by anyone, especially me, given they lost Josh Papali'i, Corey Horsburgh, Seb, Chris. Then they lost a starting middle forward, Hohepa Pulru, in the opening moment. So you're down three star players and then a key middle forward in the opening moments. They weren't expected to get within 20 of Newcastle, yet they found the lead, they gave it up, they fought back late, and really they had opportunities to win it had they been able to land a field goal. So that that was gripping theatre. And for for Newcastle to win it the way they did in front of that crowd, just just great finals footy. And, of course, on Saturday night, Cronulla... um, going down against the Roosters mm. despite leading 6-0, 12-6. The Roosters just didn't give up. And, you know, a team might not be playing better than the opposition. They might not have a better roster than the opposition. But if they hang in the game and find a way to scramble and stay in the contest, then every now and then they find a way to win it. And they did through Sam Walker. He's their, their shining light along with Luke Keary at the moment. The halves are really firing. So they were great elimination finals. The two uh, qualifying finals... Uh, saw big wins that we touched on to to Brisbane and to Penrith. They're the teams to beat in the prelims in a fortnight. Most people expect them to meet in the grand final. If they do, it it, it will be a a great grand final. In the meantime, we get to see the Warriors host the Knights this week and your Storm host the Roosters. Yes, we do. Well, that was a, that was the next bit um, with the Broncos and the and the Panthers um, getting uh, through to the prelims. They, they look, um, well, incredibly difficult to beat. I'm sure the teams can, can do it. Um, but uh, can you imagine a double Brisbane premiership up there, you know, with the, the Broncos winning and the Lions? Well, Brisbane certainly can. Every time mm. I read a, a Brisbane newspaper, they're say, telling the nation how good their sporting teams are. Um, <laughs> and Kevin Walters, the coach of Brisbane, played in seven grand finals, won six of them. So he knows a bit about winning grand finals. Adam Reynolds, um, this veteran half, just controls the game beautifully. Maybe the best in the league. I know Nathan Cleary is good, but Adam Reynolds' control, his temperament, his kicking game and his skill it gives them a great asset. Um, they've got fantastic middle forwards. If you sum up Brisbane right now, you'd say they are youthful, energetic and, and enthusiastic and just confident. And, and that takes a lot of beating. You know, no one in the, in Australia might think that anyone's going to knock over Penrith, but I guarantee you there are 17 blokes wearing Broncos jersey who think they can. And that's all that matters. So they, they're clearly the team to beat. Good game in New, in New Zealand this weekend. Uh, a sellout crowd at Mount Smart Stadium. Their first finals, their first NRL mm. final in New Zealand since 2008. Mm. So it will be a crazy atmosphere over there. And I think they're 
you know, certainly along with Newcastle, probably equally, everyone's second favourite team at the moment. Um, clubs who've had a rotten uh, history in recent years, uh, underperforming. We know that the COVID period knocked New Zealand around big time when they were forced to base themselves in Australia, but they've gone back home and in their second season returning home after COVID, here they are, top four finish, hosting their first final in a long way, and now they've got to knock over another... Uh, fairy tale team in Newcastle whose coach was going to be sacked mm-hmm. uh, basically resigned to the fact that he was gone yet since then they've gone on a 10 game winning streak that only happens when the team really wants to play for their coach so now Adam O'Brien is about to be extended by two years his current contract expires at the end of next season so he's about to start a, I suppose a new three year term uh, a 10 week winning period changing the life of Adam O'Brien and if they go on to win the grand final it'll change the lives of a few knights as well but first they've got to get past the Warriors their crazy crowd over there will take mm. some beating Sean Johnson if he plays for the Warriors I think they win if he doesn't play I expect Newcastle can win and it's great for rugby to see those teams uh, making it up there but uh, the AFL announcement uh, we, we've had a bit of a Competition over the years for the halftime entertainment, and we've we've come up with Kiss. Has uh, the NRL worked out theirs, and uh, how does it compare? <laughs> we've got Tina Turner, the stage show, oh, um, uh, competing, and I love it. And now there's been a bit of criticism today. I really cannot understand this. I think there are people on social media that you could you could unveil Jesus at halftime <laughs> and still find a reason. To, to think that was, you know, not quite up to standard. Uh, like you, you could wheel out Elvis or, or you know, bring, it, bring some superstar back to life. It still wouldn't be enough because uh, 30 years ago, uh, Tina Turner uh, created oh, Australian up. sports history by delivering an anthem that lifted the code and yep. became, you know, recognisable instantly around Australia. It was the greatest advertising campaign I think in Australian sport, full stop. Yeah. The Tina Turner, there are so many great stories around it. I won't bore you with them now, but you don't have time. But just the way that it was executed, the way it was made to happen. Um, and after her passing this year, with the NRL going to the States next year, you know, 30 years on since this great advertising uh, uh, campaign, it's logical. You've got to bring the stars of this stage show back to a core stadium, belt out the, the hits that were synonymous with the game 30 years ago, celebrate the life of Tina Turner, celebrate this partnership. It is so obvious, yeah. it's going to be so good, and the critics, you, you need to have a good hour. Look at yourself. Yeah. Seriously. What, what well you, said. What, what's going to be better than that? <laughs> well said, Mark. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, I'm not... Ter- I mean, I, I, I guess you haven't been living under the NRL rock all week, though, Matty. Um, there's been a bit of a thing in the AFL with the Braden Maynard and uh, Angus Brayshaw hit... I'm not too sure if you've seen it or not. I've seen it in passing. Well, and, okay. and I, I saw I saw Eddie uh, celebrating. Yeah. I saw Eddie, Eddie, you know, <laughs> banging the Collingwood drum. So, well, what's the question? Well, the question is, I mean, I, I heard or read something today that um, he, he would have been suspended if he was playing NRL. Um, is it? Would have that been right? Uh, it would have been right. Yeah, we're, we're taking a very strict stance on contact with the head. I'll give you a, a perhaps a similar scenario. Even if a player is falling to the ground um, and at the last second his body height dips from, say, five feet down to three feet and the defender swings in to make a tackle that he thinks is going to be made around the waist and hits his head, sorry, the excuse that the player was slipping, while it may garner you some support, it's not going to get you off. You're still going to pay the price. Any contact with the head accidental or otherwise, results in a punishment. Now, players have gone to the judiciary in the NRL and said, look, 
Yes, I made contact with the head, but there are extenuating circumstances. I bounced off the ball. Um, he, he changed his height at the last second. Another teammate bumped me. There have been every every excuse under the sun has been rolled out. And the league says, we are going to take this sort of really hard line. In this current concussion era, any contact with the head is going to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, players, therefore, we still get accidents and, and mm-hmm. players still serve time unfortunately but overall players are tr- lowering their target zone trying to uh, avoid the, the the 50-50 situations that when they go wrong results in head contact and the league very proudly shows how the amount of head contact and penalties and suspensions from head contact is dropping as a result big picture mm-hmm. they say they're getting it done individually every now and then you bemoan a decision and I reckon that if that t- tackle had happened in NRL sorry suspended can the NRL appeal it then like, as in, like, can they appeal this Brainard, Braden Maynard one? Because he got off. So can the NRL step in and appeal it? Yeah, they, 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 there is an appeals process, but generally the, the NRL situation is that they'll, go, they'll just let the judiciary go. Yeah. They'll just, they'll just say uh, there's, an, there's a separation of powers, the judiciary has spoken, and, and we will uh, abide by that. If there was some... Yeah, uh, outrageously wrong decision. Then there are avenues for the NRL to appeal, but it just doesn't happen. So in this instance, they they would have been disappointed and, and probably would have been questioned well, how are we going to be consistent moving forward. Yep. But yeah, yeah. So uh, what, and the AFL, what, what's what's its stance there? Well, I mean, he got zero weeks, so I don't know. It's all he's just, just he's just he's upset because it's he's one of his Melbourne players, right? Yeah, so. one of the players. Of, oh, I like him, Angus Brayshaw. He's well, I back for Melbourne, so it was it was hard to see him go down. It's funny is that we, we love contact sport. They're the sort of collisions that get you out of your chair. It's why we switch the television on, and mm. maybe we're all a little bit hypocritical <laughs> in that when it happens, we we then. Uh, uh, screen oh. that a player has to be suspended. Uh, you know, greater minds than mine have to be in charge of that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> hey, so uh, uh, sorry to get you on the confusing bit, but uh, tell us uh, your winners for this weekend. So the Storm definitely win, and the other game, New Zealand. I think, I think, up? I think the Storm uh, see off the Roosters. By, by possibly 12 points plus. Uh, in New Zealand, I think it will be closer. If Sean Johnson plays, the Warriors by six. If Sean Johnson doesn't play, I'm going Newcastle by eight. Wow. Oh, right. Big difference. Excellent. Well, have a great calling uh, weekend, Matty. Yeah, enjoy, um, mate. I uh, loved uh, spending time with you tonight and uh, enjoy your weekend, mate. No worries, boys. I'm glad you got Tommy Greer on tonight because I had an NBL meeting today and Ooh. the NBL not far away. Uh, it's going to be the biggest and best NBL season yet, so make sure you hit Tommy Greer up at his southeast Melbourne Phoenix because, uh, yeah, big season just around the corner. The NBL Blitz, yes. the pre-season tournament, starting this weekend on the Gold Coast. Yes, so. yes. I'm just shattered that uh, Big Source Williams is not uh, going to play for most of the year, so... I'm just a big setback, isn't it? Yeah, big setback. So that's a bit disappointing. But uh, we we'll get an update there'll from be, him. Tom. Plenty of stars, plenty of stars still, and plenty of next stars. Yes, the youngsters are eight of them. Eight players who hope to use the NBL as a stepping stone to those multi-million dollar contracts in the NBA in the not too distant future. You watch them go this year; they'll be great. Awesome, <laughs> you'll be. Anyway, awesome. we'll leave it there, Matty. Appreciate your time. Okay, so yeah. Thanks, Matty. Uh, Matty Russell, uh, Fox Sports and NRL coverage. All over it.